Hey, what up, what up, peoples? This is your host, Mark of the Spark. I got my cousin here, Eric Carter. He's going to be here to go ahead and be on the first show. And what we're going to do is we're just going to, uh, he's going to get to know me a little bit better. Uh, he had a project and he's going to explain in a second what his project was. And we're just going to go ahead and start the show off with this information. So go ahead, Eric. Let him know what's up. All right. All right. Glad to be here. Like you said, uh, my name is Eric. I had a little project recently on the topic of religion. I took a religion course um, to where I needed to understand different diversities and different faiths. I've been in church pretty much all my life, so I do consider myself to be a religious person. Um, but I decided to go ahead and interview Mark here because, uh, you know, he, he got some, some different outlooks on um, a lot of a lot of a lot of topics um so i wanted to be sure that i was able to understand him for who he is first of all and then also to get just my re rebuild my outlook on certain things so without anything else i guess we'll just jump right into it okay nope i have a couple questions here okay um i guess we'll go with the first one it says what religion do you believe in neither <laughs> yeah, say that. I, neither. I don't believe in any religion. Okay. I'm a spiritual person, but not a religious person. Okay, spiritual and not religion. Okay, so what separates spirituality from religion? Okay. Well, spirituality is more along the fact of it's a personal kind of, I say journey, in which, you know, uh, you pretty much spirituality is when you become in tune with yourself. The more you come in tune with yourself, the more you understand yourself, you know you more yourself, then you understand a little bit more about our purpose here and what we're here for, and you can get dwell into that. But I'll get into that a little bit later. But religion is more organization. It's more we try to organize to introduce you to spirituality. So they take spirituality, which is could be, um, like I said, stuff within you, how understanding life and stuff like that. And organize it to where it's easy to understand for most people and has like books and stories and things like that for you to help right. you understand life a little bit better. But uh, there are two different things. And uh, again, I'm not religious at all. I don't believe in the whole organizing. Okay. And just, just so everybody, everybody understands there once was a point mm -hmm. where, yeah there, yeah, there once was a point <laughs> where you you had this belief this religious belief right this you carried this persona as this is who i am this mm -hmm. is what i do everybody else does it you know <laughs> so where does how do how do we go from there to where we're at now where we are now <laughs> okay well well me like you said you know uh, eric know me that i grew i mean i've been a pretty much in religion all my life too and i was in the church i was a uh, superintendent of sunday school i was doing it all teaching lessons everything and what made me get to the point where i'm at today is because i wanted to know more now the question i asked myself when i was going through this journey was first i want to understand you know why am i willing to put my life up for this so I wanted to know the history. I wanted to know why and so many people willing to, you know, sacrifice themselves to be like this way towards certain people. Like, what is it? So I started researching and I started gathering. And uh, when I started researching and gathering and actually doing this journey, it wasn't just I doubted. And I was like, let me just find evidence for my doubt. It was more I had questions and I was praying and doing all these things to 
uh, ask God to, you know, show me the difference, show me mm-hmm. the truth. And me going through studying, me researching, me doing all this other stuff, I discovered it in my truth. Now, one one disclaimer I want to tell everybody that's listening is that I don't try to force my beliefs on anyone. It's just my beliefs. And when you when, when I start off, when I tell you what I believe, it's what I believe. Trust me. I respect everyone's beliefs. So I'm not trying to force nothing on you. I'm just trying to explain my side. So Your side, yeah. That's how pretty much I got into, okay, understanding these things, uh, understanding the difference. So there are uh, particular things that actually triggered me to like, hmm, hmm. So uh, one of the things I'm going to start with is the contradictions in the Bible. And what I did, I took some time to actually just take an example. I got an example of one that made me go, hmm. So the first one is Titus 1 and 2. It reads, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Okay. Now, to contradict that, Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 11 and 12 reads, and for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they shall believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. So when I look at that, it says, now, first of all, we are taught that God is an unchanging God. He's the same as he was beginning, same as he is now. However, the scriptures is telling us something different because in the Old Testament, it's saying that God can't lie. But in this Thessalonians, uh, 2 Thessalonians, it's saying that God potentially persuaded people to believe a lie in order for him to condemn them. Hmm. hmm. So it had me scratching my head. Right. So that's just one example of, you know, just many of contradictions. Just many, yeah, yeah. That was actually, that was actually a question I was going to ask, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you've seen any discrepancies in the Bible, yeah. you know, where, where you know, it kind of make you think like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one, one thing is saying this, and then in the same book, it's saying this. So, you know, yeah. yeah. That, that's the truth. And and me, I, I, and when I seen contradictions, I'm like, okay, well, this is supposed to be the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Well, why is it contradicting itself? So that was another thing that caused me to say, hmm, about religion. Um, another thing that actually caused me to say, hmm, about religion was the history of mm. Christianity. Now, a lot of people don't know, and a lot of people may have read about, you know, the uh, Council of Nicaea. Council of Nicaea is when Constantine, the emperor, got all these priests, all these preachers, all these books gathered together, and they chose which books goes into the canon, which is now known as the Holy Bible that Christians, you know, use to, you know, study from. I'm going to read an insert for the historical uh, value of what is called the Crusade. Okay. Now, Constantine founded Christianity. I'm going to read this line. It says, Christianity was adopted by the Roman Empire in late antiquity, and Constantinople was founded by the first Christian Roman Empire, Constantine the Great, in 324. So, it says the city developed into the largest in the Christian world, while the Western Roman Empire collapsed at the end of the 5th century. Okay, stop right there. So, that already tells you that it was already founded, founded by Constantine. Well, during this time, once Constantine got the book developed, what he did was he started conquering places. And when he went to these places, he was like, okay, you either going to believe this religion or you die. That is the only option you have. You're going to believe in this religion or you die. 
for hundreds of years capturing, believe in this religion or die, believe in this religion or die, all over the area. So that's why today so many people believe in Christianity is because of the Crusades. But the number one thing for me that got me to like, mm, I can't do it, was slavery. Now, that same, I'm going to go into this part, okay. When Africans got here, they got stripped of their language. They got stripped of their beliefs. They got stripped of their religion. They got stripped of everything. And it was given another religion, given another language, given these things. Now, I'm reading the insert of this. It says, but this consensus was broken into the slave states. And this is talking about Christianity of Europe. It's talking about how the traditional slavery was disappearing in Europe and how there's going to a feudalism. It says that here, uh, slaves of the United States, where the justification switched from religion, being the slaves were heathens, that's why they gave them Christianity, to race. Africans are the descendants of Ham. So you see there's a switch. So yeah. they gave you the book because first you were heathen, your religion is bad, you're the devil. Then over time it slowly became, well, no, 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 no. It says it here in the book that y'all descendants yeah. of Ham, you should be cursed, da, 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 da. And what's so crazy about it is that Christianity was placed upon our ancestors. They had no choice but to learn it. And this was, and actually, this was the only book that they could actually read from at the beginning. Otherwise, any other book that they got caught reading, they'll die. So isn't that the same thing as Constantine doing? You either read, yeah. be part of this book and die, and they giving it to the slaves and doing the same thing. If you either follow this book or die. And the only scriptures that they focused on for the slaves were always about slaves and masters masters slaves obey your masters slaves do this even if your master beats you you want to die be okay be happy with it that's mm -hmm. the stuff that they push to the slaves and so that's why i was like hmm i don't know so that and uh, with all those three things it just came to my conclusion that maybe religion to me i compared it to mythology back in the day uh -huh. you know when romans had mythology they believed yeah. in all these gods and i just think this, this is a, a evolved form of mythology and the only difference is Constantine, instead of back in the day when people just believed all the stories and they prayed to the God, Constantine tried to make it historically a fact. And that's why he picked certain books. That's why he had certain events. That's why they changed certain names. But at this time, that, that's just do research. And a lot of people don't research what they believe in or right, they don't right. research, you know, things that they go through on a daily because someone told them to. Oh, my grandma told me to do this. So I got to believe her because she believed it. But your grandma believed it because her grandma told her. And her grandma believed it because her grandma told her. But her grandma believed it because she was forced to believe. See what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have no way to be spiritual without being in Christianity. So they couldn't say, oh, wherever God they had before, they had to say, oh, God, oh, Jesus, oh, this, oh, that. Because otherwise, if they caught worshiping their own religion, then they got, they was killed. They got, yeah, they were killed. Okay, so why do Christians overlook these misconceptions it's emotional that's what i believe i believe a lot of people hold on to emotion if you think logically the, the bible don't make sense mm -hmm. if you think logically you'll know that if you do research that all those stories are similar to stories that happened thousands of years before the bible was created if you think logically but if you own emotion oh well i can't believe that because all this time i've been in this and my mama mm -hmm. told me this and my mm -hmm. family in this and i can't that's emotion so emotion keeps you in it but logic will get you out. 
And that's just me just saying it because, you know, just researching. But me, I'm not saying that it's all wrong because I believe, and this is my belief, that any book that has the stories, those stories come from experience. And those experiences right. come from people that's far, 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 way older than the religion was ever founded. And these stories were passed on over and over and over again until they actually came into written form. And I believe that there's truth in these parables because the parables were made up because of people's experience. It's a way to explain why this happened, why that's happening, why this happening. The Romans did it with mythology. Egyptians did it with mythology. Every religion before Christianity did it through their own religion to explain how life is. But the key thing, and I believe, is that we are born with that knowledge. We're born with spirituality. Spirituality, you would, you would not be alive without having your consciousness or your right. spirit in you. It's already instilled in you because I believe that that consciousness, that, that uh, soul that people believe, I believe that that's, our sim- that's God inside of us connected to the big source. So we have some knowledge about what's right, what's wrong, because you can feel it. Anything mm-hmm. that you go through life is all about choices. And the choices that you make, some people regret some choices, but even at that time, they'd be saying, you know what, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for going about what I'm about to do. Those right. kind of things, you already let you know that life is about choices. You either choose one or the other, this, this, or that. And if you don't make, and if life is all about choices, then you know that pretty much the choices that you make in this experience, some people choose bad things to go through a bad experience some people choose good things to go through a good experience you know we we don't know the path until we get to know ourselves and that's more to what i believe in okay so i just want to backtrack um, okay. as far as you know grandma uh being beat to say this is the truth this is the way this is what we do grandma passes it on passes it on you're a father Mm-hmm. You have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what what does how does this tie into your family? What what do you do different than for, them? for your family? Well, me, I, like I tell my kids, I don't try to stop you from learning anything. They come home and they tell me, "Oh, well, I want to go to church and do this." I'm not gonna stop you. I tell them all the time, "If you want to go, go," because that's where I got my start. That's where I got my start in spirituality, understanding that there's something greater beyond me. So if that's the way to get you started, then that's fine. But I also tell them the truth. I said, I don't believe in that stuff. And the reason why, and I explain it to them. They either get it now or they get it later. But I'm not going to hold them back because, again, that's their own beliefs. I'm a, I'm a parent, and I'm here to help train, get decisions all their life. But at the end of the day, they're their own individuals. So they're, right. com- they're composed of me, half of me, and half their mom. So right. their choice is not going to always match my choices, and their choice is not going to always match their mom's choices. But they're their own individuals, so their own beliefs. And like I said, if you believe anything that's going to keep you from murdering people or keep you from harming people or keep you from looking at people as the enemy, then I'm all for it. it. But once you start believing in something and it makes you look at people differently, if if it keeps you from looking at everybody as the same, if it keeps you from doing that, then I think that that's not of the source, the creator, God. Because once you get to... A level, and I'm. A, I guess I can go into it right now. A, a level of consciousness to where you understand that we're all connected. Now I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back a little bit and go into your know, Christianity. Let's go for that an example. Now there's a movie uh, that I encourage everyone to take a look at. You can believe it or not. I don't care. Uh, it's your own belief. 
Uh, <laughs> it's called the Zeitgeist. The Zeitgeist. It's on YouTube. It's on everything. And it, it breaks down the different religions. It breaks down different things that goes on now and how you can start seeing a lot of different things. But I say that to say that my belief is more that there's a creator, the source, and we're the physical form of that source. We're just smaller. We have to get into physical form because the source of creator can't do certain things being all omnipotent. It can't do things that we consider is evil or bad or things like that. It doesn't, can't get to that scale because it's on fully light. You know what I mean? Right. But without darkness, there can't be light, right? That's right. That's the truth. Now, another scripture that a lot of people fail to realize in the Bible, uh, Exodus 34, 67 says, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will be by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children and the third into the fourth generation. Now, it says goodness and truth, but it also says too, Isaiah 45, 67, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light, and I create the darkness. I make peace, and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. That's what I believe. That the source God is the creator of all things, good, bad. Whatever you think that he's not of, I mean, or not, not even he, because I don't believe that. But the source uh, can't do is the creator of, because... Right. That's why it has, that's why I say we, I believe in levels. Like the source creators up here and we like in the middle somewhere because we in the physical form. So as, as the levels in between here and wherever people call heaven, um, mm. it's consciousness. And there's different type of levels. But right now we're in the physical, the third dimension. We're in the third dimension, there are different dimensions. But we're in the third dimension because we can actually do things that, that can alter that that seem kind of bad or seem kind of different you know what i'm saying choices that we make here the choices that the source god can't even do because you know too omnipotent too you know too great mm -hmm. so that's why we're in the level where we announce it for an experience so the god the source can know what he really is so or it really is i'm sorry I keep saying he i'm so religious now i'm in a religion <laughs> but uh that in itself is different. When I talk about levels, I believe that what people say is Christ. Christ. Right. Christ, yeah. people don't know, is, again, a title. It's not a name. It's a title. That means anointed one. There has been thousands of Christ-like people throughout history. Thousands. Well, I'm going to say, even Martin Luther King was on the Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. I'm not, the, the reason why is because... Christ consciousness is your belief that everyone is the same. You look at everyone as the same. You believe and you understand that we all in this together. We're here for a purpose and that's to work together. You don't look at any differences between us because you understand that the God inside me is the God inside you and we're the same. You're just in a different experience. I'm in a different experience. You know, that's Christ consciousness. When Jesus walked around and said, love thy neighbor, love, he was speaking the truth. He was speaking the truth. You're supposed to love everyone. Love everyone because then you know that everyone is the same. We all come from the same source. We all come from, we all got that connection to the source. Whether you make good decisions or bad decisions, you still are connected to the source. 
Now, what cut me, I believe what cuts you off and what people think is hell, is what brings down your frequency, is the idea that we are separate. Once you start thinking that we're separate, that we're different, oh, I'm better than you, then you cut yourself off from that Christ consciousness and you start going a frequency that's lower than the higher frequency. And, and that's why I believe what people say when they experience, oh, hell, like, oh, when I die, I'm going to hell. It's, it's, not, it's not really hell to me. It's more the opposite end of light. The opposite end of light. And the opposite end of light is low frequency. And, and low frequency, there's like darker beings, darker things, negativity. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, since God, the source is positive, there has to be a negative in order for this whole thing to work. So that dark, the absence of light, it creates the, what people call the demons and scary and all that kind of stuff. But it's, to me, I don't feel like it's like that. What, what, however the Bible described it, I just think that to me personally is a scare tactic. But, um, but, <laughs> I, I, but with that, I also believe that even if you don't learn from that lesson and you, do, or you happen to die on the lower frequency, you have eternity to raise your frequency. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, so just I think, just feel like you, you ahead, definitely skipping my questions. You're just oh, sorry. All that. <laughs> oh, sorry. What's the question? What's the question? Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying like, you're, like you're talking, you're just answering the questions. Like, oh, I mean, okay. I'm just going yeah. through. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just going through. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, that's, that's no problem, but okay. So I think that I was going to, I was really going to ask, well, I was, we were going to talk about heaven and hell, which you already described, which you what your opinion is on it with the frequency mm -hmm. levels, negativity, positivity. I guess the next question is, have you, have you taken the time to, to look at other religions beyond Christianity? Right. I have. And I looked at, you know, uh, Muslims in their book, the Quran, and I came to the same conclusion that they're all just little bit pieces different, but they all have the same kind of source. It's helpful for, to most people. You know, to keep them on straight and they're made, they have, they have to believe that their greatness or there's something helping them outside of themselves. Right. Me, I just don't believe that. I believe it's all inside you. When you pray or when you meditate, you're meditating to your higher self. I believe when you communicate, even because uh, prayer is a form of uh, meditation, but right. even in Christianity, they still have to take the Crusades is really about Christians going against pagans. And if you didn't believe, you get killed. But Christianity had to adopt some of those pagan uh, aspects just because they had to keep converting people. So that's why we got all these holidays. If you research all the holidays, then you understand why they are the, the way they are. And again, even if you want to understand the whole Jesus resurrection, the birthday, all that kind of thing, you can definitely understand that that movie I referred to earlier the Zeitgeist because it breaks it down on why people did what they did and why it came about the way it is. I also think too, and I encourage everybody to watch uh, a documentary on Netflix called The Family. Family is about Christians taking over governments. And I'm just okay. talking about not our okay. government. <laughs> okay, so this, so, okay, so that's what my next question is going to be. I was going to ask, um, as far as religion today, do we think that it's playing like a huge part in our government, in our world, or is religion becoming this, portraying this cricket type of vibe? But but where, at, where are we today with religion? Look, but look how religion played a role in almost all governments. All governments had high priests. 
all priests in the history are like next to the king, right? They right. have power. They have so much power, right? Because they can control people. Religion, especially Christianity, brings in billion dollars of tax-free money every year. I'm talking about billions. Would it be? And yet, what program do we have to stop the homeless here when we got so many churches? You know, what program has the religious community came up with to say, you know what, since we want to play our hands in politics because a lot of a lot of religious people play their hand in politics, then why don't they come up with laws that are help instead of harm? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also another fact is too, okay, if, if everybody believes in this one book, then why are there over 200 different religious sects of Christianity? Right. Why? Why? If everybody believes the same, if everybody believes that this book is the truth, all truth and every word is true, then why everybody got a different opinion about it? If it's the truth, the truth, and nothing but the truth. That's just me just looking at little minor things. But the movie, The Family, like you said, it talks about how Christian white men infiltrated our government and how they infiltrated a lot of other governments and pushing laws to try to push, push nations into believing like this nation right. is a Christian nation instead of what the constitution says that this that this we shouldn't even be uh religion and state should be separate the reason why they want religion and state to be separate because if we go back to okay let's say that religion takes over and we make this a christian nation if we make this a christian nation then we're going right back to when the original colonists left british to fight religious persecution so that's why they made it to where okay in the constitution it's the land of the free you can believe what you want to believe but there's not going to be no nation where we believe in one religion. And the reason why they wanted it separate is because when you start having control over people, then you can go back to, okay, since you don't believe in this, you're going to die. You're going to believe in this, you're going to die. Or we're going to put you in jail because you don't believe in it. Imagine being killed because you believe something different than the other. But yet we still fighting the current war now against Christians and Muslims. It's crazy. Okay, well, Mark, what do, you, what do we say to those who are actually maybe struggling and making their personal decision mm-hmm. on what they believe. You know, maybe they do to notice the misconceptions. Maybe they do to have their own questions. And, and you know, we, we, we see it all the time where when somebody else has a, a, a different opinion than the other person or other people are like, oh, well, that's not right or that's right. wrong. Or, or you need to stay away from that person because they, the they go screw your mind up you know like just like you said you know for me you know i see you very spiritual person i know you're not going to go out and hurt anybody i know you're not going to go steal you're not going to rob and go kill you know but that that is the stigma that comes behind oh, yeah. you know you and not you saying you know well i i have my disagreements with religion you know what do we say to people who are in that situation and don't know how to handle it? Well, me, I encourage them to do what I did. You know, meditate to yourself. Get first, get within yourself. Get within yourself, even if you feel like it's a prayer to yourself. Ask for the truth. Just speak it. Speak it, because anything that you speak will come to you attract. I'm telling you. If you, especially if you get into a deep meditative state of all, if you put a lot of focus and energy on what you want. It's going to come. It's going to come to pass. And that's what I did. I, I was reading the Bible almost every day during this time. I was reading the Bible, trying to learn more, trying to learn more. And the story of Job was really my favorite story. So I'm like, wow, he did so much. But then I look at it now as, wow, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> but, but a 
again, it's within yourself, and um, and you can't rely on other people's opinions or other people's ideas or beliefs to infiltrate what you believe or what you believe is the truth. Because I'm telling you, if you if it's something the truth and it, it coincides with your spirit or it coincides with your consciousness, you will feel it. Those hairs on the back of your neck when you get goosebumps. When you start to, when people say when they start to shout, you know what I mean? They start doing stuff. That's when your spirit is confirming stuff. And that's what it did for me. When you start understanding and start breaking down walls or just reading, pretty much read. If you don't believe what I'm saying, go research it yourself. Uh, if you have any questions, if you wholeheartedly is stuck in your beliefs, if you believe that everything is wholeheartedly, I am not trying to persuade you to do otherwise. Continue to do what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, that's how we move forward with our beliefs. If, right. if kids never question, a prime example of when, uh, how I think about Christianity is when kids ask where we come from. Most parents, are they going to tell you the truth? Yeah. Are they really going to break it down uh, to you the truth? Uh, uh, no, they're uh, not. Oh, well, you got this, uh, uh, this bird that comes and drops you off. That's what we got the stork idea. <laughs> oh, we got the birds and the bees. And that's what we got the birds and ideas, ideas from. from. Yeah. But all those are stories to try to explain, but not really explain. Not explain. Exactly. It throw, throw you off. But you're going to believe that until you actually experience the mm-hmm. truth. You see what I mean? And that's why those stories only last so long until kids start experiencing the truth. When they start experiencing the truth, then they'll actually know. And I just think that the way we try to explain it to kids, even that, I believe that we should be truthful because a lot of stuff, once you be truthful to people and you let them understand the truth, then they have the right tools to make the choices that they want to make. But if you hold information back, if you hold stuff back, then they're going to make choices based on the information that you provide them. So again, me, I believe like even the whole racism thing, I don't, I think that that's a distraction. I think it's the biggest distraction that we have in this country because it's the biggest uh, division that we have. And that's the only playbook that certain powers have to go to when they want to divide and conquer. Only playbook. Because unity, they're afraid of. When everybody becomes united, it's it's fearful to them. Because unity means that you're going towards the path of light, the path of the source. Because you're starting to realize, okay, we all the same. Why are we fighting each other? We got to work together. We got to work together. And then you're getting those ideas of where you came from. Because I believe that we all go back to the source. We all come from the source. So we all been there. We all experience having all knowledge. We all experience having being of or being kind of like God-like to what people want to think about it. Like, just to explain it. But when we down here, we forget about it, but we try to go back to it. Because, again, our consciousness, our spirit is what's controlling once you start getting in tune with your consciousness and your spirit, you start finding, you start discovering what your purpose is, then things just start coming. The decisions come easier. Things just start, okay, now I know what I need to do. Now I know what I need to do, but a lot of people nowadays don't know what they need to do. It's because they don't know who they are. They live their life trying to please other people. They live their life trying to, oh, this is what they expect of me. Mm-hmm. That's our problem. We have expectations of people, but we shouldn't. Because at the end of the day, we all have our own, we all make our own choices. I don't care if you're in a relationship. I don't care if you're by yourself. I don't care if it's between your mom and the son or mom and the uh, daughter, uh, grandparents, all those relationships are relationships. It's up to you to decide if you want to nurture them or not, or however much effort you want to put into that. But again, you know, I'm just running my mouth. (laughs) Hey, I, I think it's stuff that, you know, people definitely need to hear. Um, because it's crazy out there right now. It is. 
to 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 be completely honest, it's really crazy, you know, and it's a lot going on. And with all that going on, people don't know where to go because, you know, for this this year alone, man, like I I probably been in church like two months. <laughs> and then like, you know, the door is closed and you know, yep. it's just like, you know Can't even go with ten because Can't even go at ten yeah. because, you know, politics has played its part, you know, mm-hmm. so I it's tricky, I guess. Well, I look at it like this. I look at the numbers. Millie, I'm a big numbers person. And I look at more than half the world is religious. More than half the world. And there's seven point eight billion people here. More than half the people are religious, and yet look at the world. Yeah. Look at the world. Yeah. Come on, man. Like something has to give. Somebody has to say, you know what? Hmm. What we've been not working hundreds of years. Like what have we been doing to where we still the same stuff that they're talking about about poor, the sick, shutting, all that stuff that they talk about Mm two thousand years ago in that Bible still going on today. And yet we have more Christians in this country than any other country in the world. And why do we still have the same issue? That's what I look at. Because at the end of the day, words, you can, you can say so much to so people, but actions speak louder than that. And right. if your actions don't speak it, then that means that you're not convicted in your words. Because once you start speaking stuff, it can happen. But if you don't believe in what you speak, then it's just empty words coming out your mouth. Empty words. No power behind it. And that's why I think a lot of people that that's why a lot of people don't know what it is because they can see the world. They see, oh, we here on Sunday how it's supposed to be. We here on Sunday what we supposed to do. But every single day of your life, you always what they say, test it. You're always doing this. You're always doing that. You're making choices all throughout that time. But you can also see what's going on in the world. And that's what a lot of people are questioning because they can see what's happening. You see the racism that goes on. You see the death that's going on. You see people murdering each other. You see the greed in this country, I mean, and not only this country, in this world. You see how much we care about the lesser man. If you see all that, and, and I read the numbers again, I'm like, whoa, wait, wait all these people believe in this? Right. That's where I'm at. So yeah. until I can see change, until I can see it's beneficial because to me, I don't feel like it's beneficial. Personally, I believe, and it's my personal belief, and anybody can take it how they want to. I believe that Christianity is one of the reasons why black people are down in this country today. And the reason why is because it teaches you to be complacent. It teaches you to hold in what you don't want to hold in. It teaches you to be somebody that you're not. And if you see that even throughout our 400 plus years being in this country, Christianity has done nothing to help us out nothing it may have persuaded some of the other races to be like oh well i feel compassion for them we need to do better Mm -hmm. we need to do this to help out our situation but what has it really done for us right remember when they first brought it to us if you didn't believe it you died so ancestors have been knocked off right then and there and now if you don't believe in it then they outcast you in the family yeah don't be around him they're gonna be gonna gonna confuse you that's the devil over there (laughs) you know things like that (laughs) so so that, that's right. why I say it's a personal thing and it has to be personal. It's nothing that no one can actually just tell you and say, this is the truth, all truth. Because be you're going to believe, yeah, yeah, it has to be Which your truth. Be your yes, choice. exactly. Yeah. Okay, and um, you know, Mark, I have to respect you for speaking what you, your choice, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your decision. And I think it takes a lot and I think we both 
No, because you've grown since you maybe first decided to research and make your decision. But we both know that it, it takes a lot to deal with. And I just want to want the people to understand that, you know, you're not, your life is not falling apart right. because right. of the decision that you made. And I think more people should probably relate to the spirituality part of it because, like you said, your conscience it's what is what really prompts you to make your decision. So if you if you already feel bad on the inside, you're not gonna do it. You know, regardless of the point. If you got that good feeling that's telling you nah, you better not, then you know you're not gonna do it. Right. But you know, if you're feeling good on if you feel good on your decision and your choices, then then you know definitely you should, you know, go ahead and do that. So I guess the next question that ties into this is, you know, what made you um, confident? What made you confident? Yeah. What yeah. made you confident in your decision? Okay. Yeah. Well, what made me really confident is my actions. Like you said, you see me. You see how I am as a person. And you under, you know me. So you know how I am. And you know my actions. I'm a giving person. You know, I, I'm always trying to be helpful to people. I, I love people. That's me. I love people. And people know that. A lot of people, a lot of, especially younger people, they respect me. Because I'm not coming off as somebody that oh, I know everything. Oh, mm-hmm. he gonna tell us this and gonna tell us that. No, I had to me again. It's growth for me. I had to learn this stuff. I ain't just say you know what. I already believe that stuff from the beginning, man. Please, I'm telling people. You know what I'm saying? When I talk to people, I encourage people to research. Look at what I'm telling you. If you don't believe me, look at what I'm telling you. I've had plenty of conversations with plenty of people, and t- I'm telling you, so many people I've talked to, and they have either switched their minds. Or they have research and say, you know what, you were telling me the truth, but, and I say, that's fine. Your butt is what keeping you there. I'm not trying yeah. to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying mm-hmm. to stop you. Right. Hold on to that. I try to encourage people to, to grow knowledge-wise. That's what we're really here for because we should be, our instincts should be wanting to know everything that we want to know. Like anything and everything we should want to, we should be hungry for knowledge. The reason why is because we still have God inside of us, the God-like spirit that's connected to the source that came down, that source is still inside of us. And that is hungry for knowledge because that's what it's used to in the source, knowing everything. And now we're trying to scrounge back to it. And if we don't put value on knowledge, then ignorance wins. And when you're ignorant, when you don't understand, when you don't know the truth, and when you don't understand the truth, or the truth has been muddy up to where you believe something else, like I told you that scripture, muddied up to where you believe something is the truth, but it's not the truth, but yet it's going to condemn you anyway. That's the stuff that you got to step back and say, you know what, let me start really getting to know who I am. Because this whole journey is not about religion, not about spirituality, it's about your experiences, who you are right now. That's why a lot of people kill themselves is because they don't know that. They so much, they so much under pressure from so many people. Oh, my mom want me to do this. So many people can't even be themselves, like, you know, come out the closet and stuff like that. They can't be themselves because they're worried about so many other people. other people have to say. But they don't matter. Their opinions yeah. do not matter. Because at the end of the day, you live in the experience for you. You're born by yourself and you're going to die by yourself, maybe. You know, we don't know that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you live in this timeline for you. And if you don't understand who you are or you don't make decisions for you, then you're going to always live a miserable life. You're going to always feel right. like regret because you're not, or you're not living the truth to yourself. Once you start living the truth to yourself, then your decisions come easy. Then you start feeling what they say, joy. 
all the time. Even yeah. in bad things, you start feeling yeah. everything gonna be okay. Even me, I do right now. In church, when I believe that, I always, oh, God gonna make a way, God gonna make a way. Now, I know I know everything gonna be okay. I don't even have to say that no more because I know, you know what I mean? Because I know it's a fact. I know because the God inside me already knows my path, already knows what I need to do. And I tune into him all the time. So I'm like, okay, what we need to do? Decisions need to come. And then decisions, the choices start coming. It's gonna guide you, but you have to know who you are to make the right choices. Some people make wrong choices, or not even wrong, because I don't, uh, but anyway, <laughs> not even go that far. But people make what they consider wrong choices because they're not in tune with themselves. They make it because of somebody else made them. Or people hang out with the wrong crowd because, oh, it's cool, it's popular, because they want to please other people instead of please themselves. So go within yourself, meditate, pray. Self happiness. Yeah. Know who you are. Know what you want to do. Know your true purpose. And you won't do that. Just get in tune with yourself. Be by yourself a, a little bit. Even a day, an hour a day, meditate or pray. Pray. Even if you're praying to your God, pray for this stuff. Pray, oh, yeah. I want to know what, 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 what's my purpose? What's, what's for me? If you believe, if your strength in, in something that's outside of you, creating things for your past, then believe that and keep going and pushing, encouraging that. But eventually... Things gonna start falling into place. Doubt gonna start coming, and then people start to realize the real truth when they start putting the energy towards it. A lot of people don't put energy towards it. How many times do you pick up your Bible and read just to be reading the next to the next chapter? You know, how many people sit down and do that at night? They say, okay, I want to read it. I'm gonna read the next story in the Bible, or I'm gonna need to go ahead and understand this. So let me read it. How many people you know doing that? Yeah, they keep it in the car. Or they keep yeah. it in church, on deck. Yeah, it's somewhere, but you know, they ain't on their phone or something. But yeah, they, yeah. They, they ain't reading it, though. They ain't reading yeah, it. They ain't reading it. <laughs> that, that's good. I think people need to know that it's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. It's where you stand. And when you decide where you stand, you know, be confident. Yep. And, and let me add on to that, what you just said. It's all about you. One thing for people to look up is the divine dichotomy. Look it up. I'm not going to read it. So it's the, the divine dichotomy. Once you understand who you are, and when I say it's about you, then you, when you really understand it's about you, you understand it's about all of us. That's the key. You can be, it's all about you and be selfish, or you can be, it's all about me and be thinking about the collective. You know what I mean? Uh, it's kind of hard to get there when you don't see that, when you don't see the past, when you don't dwell within yourself, when you don't, See that we all connected. It's kind of hard to see when you talk about you and it's all about you. You're talking about everyone. You know what I mean? But people get there. People understand. People understand, okay, well, I'm here to do my job, my purpose, and that's for the greater. I look at it as your body. Your body's made of millions of cells. Each cell has its own job in order for the body to stay functional. And if there's a cancer cell, a cell that's not supposed to be in there doing what it wants to, then it starts to destroy that particular organ. You know what I'm saying? They start messing up the tissue. They start messing up the whole organ. And then if the organ gone, then the body dies. And, I, and that's how I look at it. We all have our own purpose, part of the body of the source God. And it's so, it's so complicated, but yet it's kind of simple. But it only takes you to just, I mean, not even study. Just look within yourself. Look within yourself. Meditate to yourself. And stuff start being revealed to yourself. You don't have to read elaborate books and understand this other stuff because the truth is always in you. Right. Always in you because you're still connected to the source. Sounds good to me. I just will I guess that we'll let that wrap it up right uh, there. Well, I appreciate the questions, Eric, and I appreciate you going ahead and interviewing me and giving my beliefs and things that people may be confused about me about out. 
Um, now I want you to tell a little bit about yourself. You know, what you do. All right. Oh, that's just, I guess I'll just start with my age. I'm 22 years old. I'm currently a senior now at Texas Christian University. I am a singer. Um, I've been singing since the age of two, pretty much. And I do other stuff. That's pretty much what I do. I'm very, I'm very grateful of my gift. I've decided to kind of take some steps out, you know, just get out there in the industry, just put some, some okay. of my vibes out. Yeah, some stuff out mm. there. So be looking out for that. Um, Can't wait. If, if you want to follow me on Instagram, that is probably my most used platform. It is underscore high life, H-I-G-H-L-I-F-E Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R underscore. You should be able to find me there. There's some little videos there for some samples, Mark. I kind of okay. just woke no, up. No, my no guy. problem. No so, problem. <laughs> go ahead and guide them to your page, man. Just yeah, I, 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 we'll, get, we'll get there soon, you know? <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited for whatever's coming for me. I also like this platform a lot. So I think, I think Mark, I might be interested in in, in doing a few more of these. Oh, man. Uh, hey, hey, I was that. Type Man, you can be any time. We gonna we can actually, you know what? I got some ideas that I can discuss with you later on about um, that. We can go ahead and move forward with this because I want to take this to a whole different kind of level. Yeah, um, but I me, think, yeah. I, man, I'm so proud of you, man. I'm just I'm happy for you because I y'all don't understand. I know him since he was a little bitty boy. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, just watching him grow into the man that he is today is you no, know, it's astonishing to me. You know what I mean? And I, I really love it. I love your, you know, your path and and your passion for stuff, especially you know your passion in the church. You know, I always been uh, admirer of that. You know what I'm saying that you know you're young and you whatever you got your heart convicted on, you set. You know what I mean? And 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 that's what I like because that's a skill, you know what I'm saying, that you use. Yeah. Even if you change your beliefs and everything, you know what I'm saying, you still have that ability to put your all into something, you know what I mean? And that's a lot of people don't have that talent, you know what I mean? So I'm proud of you, man, very much. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. So I guess let us wrap do it up. for uh, today. Yeah, yeah we're going to go ahead and wrap up again. I'm your host, Mark of the Spark, at the Mark of the Spark Show. I got my guest, Eric Carter. You will be seeing him a lot more. So hopefully, you know, this is not going to be the first or the last time you hear from him. So we all good, and we holler at y'all later on.